I'm recording it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why I'm recording. I told you why I'm recording, but I don't know why I'm recording. But I'm going to try and explain why. Within the... How long was I gone? Like 20 minutes? 15 minutes? Maybe something like that? Yeah, around, around 20 minutes. I legitimately... I got up. I went to get a beverage and use the bathroom and I just got like struck by a whole bunch of weird memories um I just like started thinking about like a lot of people that aren't in my life anymore and it just like it bummed me out cuz like, a lot of that shit is my fault. And, like, I know that now. I didn't know that then. But I know it now. And I don't know. It just it started, like, really just eating away at my head. And I didn't really know. I guess I don't know how to deal with it right now. Like, I don't know how to deal with why I'm feeling this way. Which is why I just, like, need to talk. Mm-hmm. Um... But there was like one memory in particular of someone that like, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe a lot of people have, have like, have had this moment, but like, I just, I thought about someone and I was, I just, I could not believe what a fucking asshole I was to this person. Mm -hmm. Like, I could not fathom who I was to this person now, even now, like I would, it's just, I was so unacceptable and it just started like making me a little sad. Cause like this person didn't deserve any of this shit. Um, I'll explain for the sake of explaining. Um, I just heard some wild shit in the other room. A little scared right now, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard like a thump. Like a I'm a mega thump. It's just it's just the ghost song about it. Yeah. What up, Ghosty? Um mm-hmm. shout out to whoever heard any of the previous cast, you know why that's funny. Um but yeah, like so again, I don't I don't mention names on this thing, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll do this nameless namelessly. But let's <laughs> call it Jane Doe or something. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna call this person uh uh fucking flower. Okay, there you go. I'm gonna call uh, it flower. flower. Um, so I I actually met flower at a very convenient age um all right actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna actually rewind the fucking tape here so there's flower and then there's rose and then there's basketball (laughs) okay the reason the (laughs) the reason i'm giving basketball that this name is because he's not in the story for very long okay 
So when I was young, like around like 11 to fucking 13, I was, um, I always got along with people. I, I think people like, liked my humor. People were like mm-hmm. really like attached to it. And, um, that helped me like make friends and just, you know, not be awkward around people that I'm meeting. So it helped them. Like it helped me get people to want to like engage with me. Ooh, that was nasty. I don't know if you heard the slurp just now. Uh, <laughs> end of it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, but I, I wasn't like, it's weird because, like, at such a young age, I was looking for. I was looking for a partner, and I don't mean partner in like the sense of like my other half. I was just looking for like a teammate, like someone to. To tackle all these curiosities and questions with, and just just someone to have next to me, so I didn't feel like so alone. And. I, through no uh, doing of my own, I, I got that. I got very lucky. And um, I would hang around with this very particular group of people uh, during the t- the age range that I gave. And um, we would always hang out at this particular place. And it, it became very iconic in my life. And that park became very synonymous with the group of people that I was with. It was our park. But there was this one person in particular that, for some reason, I, um, everyone thought he was weird, and he was, he was a little bit strange, but I always got along with him. He always, he was always trying to help me. He was always trying to do right by me, and, you know, I can never thank him enough for that. I, he, I never, like, had a bad experience with him. Like, everything with him was about learning, and I learned a lot from him. And I remember one of the things that he was trying to help me get over was my fear of like my fear of my personality going wrong on an encounter. Like I I was always terrified of like, I know who I am and I know what I'm going to give you, but the anxiety of meeting you just might shift it to a point where you don't like it. And I'm just terrified that you're not going to get to see me. You're going to see this alternate version of me because of the situation. It was a very weird thing to wonder when you were younger. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was like, that was, that was where a good uh, portion of my anxiety was. So uh, one day, and this is like when AIM and all this crap, like sidekicks and like the chat rooms were all like, they were super popular. It was just, it was a, it was an interesting, interesting time. So, so basketball. I remember one day it was just like, hey, um, I was in this chat room for like a, a little bit and I met this person. I met this person, uh, Rose, and she seems pretty cool. Um, I'm going to give you her, her aim name or her screen name so you guys can be friends and just talk. And I was like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm terrified. And it was weird because like, he got a picture of her. <laughs> um, okay. And... I was like, oh, wow, she's, she seems nice. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll be friends with her. Awesome. Great. And then we started talking 
And it was good. It was great. It was absolutely amazing. And I don't I don't think I've I've become I don't think I've ever had such a smooth transition into friendship. Or at least those that was one of the most smoothest transitions into friendship I think I've ever had. Um we were talking like every day and it was it was always great and good and um very daring conversation for that age and immediately I could tell she was just way more mature than me. But she was a good person to talk to. She was uh she she challenged my mentalities a lot uh, about a lot of things. If I would think something, she wanted to know why. And no one had ever done that to me before. So I was I was in I was interested in that and I was interested in what she was bringing to the table for me to help me. But then we just kind of hit like a brick wall. And then the aspect of her that I was missing was the caring in a weird way. And that sounds weird, but she cared very differently than most people that I knew. And that always like turned me off. Um, she, she was very caring. She was very generous. But what I needed at that time, she, she like, I don't, I don't think that she knew how to provide it again, just because we're so young. So I don't even think I knew what to ask for. I just knew I wasn't getting what I needed. So she introduced me to one of her friends, Flower. Okay. And once again, immediately we hit it off. The energy is great. We're like totally, our personalities are clicking. We like go months straight just talking and talking and talking and, and, uh, we pushed the limits of our friendship quite a bit. <laughs> um, okay. We, uh, but we were we were super tight. Like we were talking every day, and there we wouldn't we wouldn't let a day go by where at least we didn't say good morning, how are you? I hope your day was good. All right, have a good night, sleep well. Like we did not let a day go by where we at least didn't have that. And it was it was good. It was nice to know that there was like a genuine feeling of care and love in a non-hostile or just premeditated way and I, I could always go to her whenever I had a problem and vice versa like I remember we would like call each other like two three in the morning just for the most random things just because we needed to talk kind of like what we're doing now mm-hmm. and as we got older um the interest started to grow in different areas and you know as people do you get interested in certain things and certain people and she terribly got interested in someone that I was becoming very close with at the time and this was probably the first time that I got put in a situation where I got that weird, because this is probably, we're probably like 14 now, <laughs> but I got put in that weird situation where I got to talk from both of my friends. I got the, you got my back talk. Like I got that from both of them. And I was like, whoa, double whammy. Who do I choose okay. here? Yeah. But again, I didn't make a choice. I just kind of let it ride. 
and and uh, it didn't go so well. It didn't go very well at all. It went terribly, and I handled it terribly because I didn't choose her. Um, and for the time, like I, I feel like if anyone was put in that position, maybe not everyone, but some people put in that position would have went the route that I did just because of loyalty. But because of what I was receiving now, I feel like I made the wrong decision. And the the crazy thing about like that first encounter, which it was clear as day that I had made the choice I made consciously. And she still came back. She still wanted to be a part of my life. She still, she wanted me with her. She didn't want to lose me because she lost him. She didn't care about any of that. She just didn't want our friendship to be affected. And I took that for granted so much. I didn't really understand what I had. And it was so, it was just so shitty like i remember when they had broken up i remember like the shitty feeling i felt when like it happened because they both reached out to me almost immediately <laughs> and i rem i remember i was getting like a call and you know when you pick up the call and then you get called again and then there's like like you would hear the beep and then see the idea of the person that's calling while you're on the phone like the old yeah. style double calling like mm -hmm. i remember i would see that and i'm just like Oh man, and I'm with my friend on the phone because he got to me like maybe a microsecond before she did, and he's just like, "You better not pick that up." I'm like, "Oh God!" But I wanted to. I wanted to hang up on him and pick it up and pick up the phone for her, and I just never like my loyalty never let me do that. And and this dude, this kept going on for years, bro. Like this girl stood through it through thick or thin she went through all my phases and she like never left she stood right next to me and experienced like the worstly possible and was just like nope you're still not making me want to leave i'm still right here and i was just so fucking blind to that shit like, i was so ungrateful and just oblivious I didn't I didn't understand shit from shit and this would go on for years even with this one particular person she went back and forth with and I just remember like heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak and she would always come to me for like comfort and they would just get cut so short once my other friend was like all right that's enough like it was boom that's it and she all of a sudden she was alone with her thoughts and her emotions and crying and he had me and i just like started thinking about like all the all those moments where we were improving like as a team as a team that that you the team of the team that i that I was asking for you know with someone that partnership with someone that isn't romantic it's just it's just love between two people you know, like you just want you just want good for the other person. Love for them, not love in, with them, and love yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's it's just a strong connection, and we had that. And I just, I was just too stupid to fucking hold on to it. And 
And I remember, like, I remember the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, because <laughs> mind you, I like I've I've went through aside from my friend, I've went through all her boyfriends with her, and it was it was all like really bad. But I was there for all the fucking tears. I was there, and like unless when it came to like my friend, he never like. I always had to pick him, but when it came to anyone else but him, like I was, I was there, and. The straw that broke the camel's back was we'll name we'll name the fifth character. Um uh I don't know. Album. Okay. There you go. We're gonna name him album. And I th- I genuinely thought and mind you, like we're much we're much older now, like we're fucking nineteen, twenty, I think. Yeah. No, I no, I would say like 2122. Yeah, that, that's about the right age. 2122. And it's it's like I like I don't know, I just took like a good look at him and I'm like, "You know what? I feel like I know the right person to like I feel like I feel like I know someone you'd be happy with." And of course, it was Flower. And prior to this engagement, we had made an agreement. We we're like, "Never again." Unless we are, we have some sort of higher certainty of the decision and the recommendation we're going to make. Never again are we going to recommend someone to each other that will just make things worse. Let's just be sure about the decisions we make if we want to introduce someone to someone. And I agreed. And I I thought really long and hard about this person. I was like, I think that you guys will work for each other. You're going to give each other a lot of what you're missing. And I think it's going to be good. Uh, I didn't make that decision for her. And I didn't make that decision with that intent entirely. I made it for him partially. Which was already, I broke like that honor code. And even while it was happening, like I just, I wasn't getting it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like, How's she going to feel? You know, like I wasn't really thinking about my friend's feelings. I I was just kind of like, like not every, not everything is for the greater good, but it's good enough that some of it is. And that's all I needed. Like, that's all that, that's all I needed to make like a project run. And, and it went, it went good for like 60 days and it went horribly south so far down south that even south is like whoa that's pretty far south and again i was like back to square one only this time was very different this time the decision to break this girl's heart was left up to me i remember album we were we were sitting on a staircase and he was he legitimately was just looking at me like look i think that the clusterfuck that we're in right now is 100% salvageable. I do not think that this is permanently broken or bent. I think that we just, you know, got a chink in the armor. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But you know her better. What do you think? And in my head immediately, I knew that 
what they were going through did not warrant them separating. I knew this. 100% I knew this. And I've said it in my head probably 30 times while he was talking to me and saying everything I just told you just now. And for some reason, I just I couldn't help myself. Like, I had to go. Like, I just told him, I was like, break up with her. And he he was really surprised. Like, he was like, really? Like, you don't, you don't think that there's any? And I'm like, no, break up with her. Just let it go now. Run now. And I didn't know why I said that. And I didn't, like, at the time, I was just, I just said it. Like, I didn't care that I was going to hurt someone. Especially even if it was someone that I loved. I, I didn't give a fuck. I just, I did it. I said it. I was like, dude, just let it go. Let her, let her go. Let her deal with this shit by herself. And he was like, whoa, okay. I didn't expect that from you, but. I mean, again, you know her better. And it was it was that fucking sentence where it was just like, I got him. Like, he's going to listen because of that sentence. He's going to listen to me because he thinks that sentence. And, like, I used that so incorrectly. And then when it finally happened, when, like, they he broke up with her, he didn't really feel too bad. Like, he felt bad about how he went about it and that he didn't have the balls to do it on his own accord but he got over it very quickly because you you know you're the one that did the damage so it's like you don't really feel the damage dealt if you're the damage dealer but then on her side like i remember i got home and the next day it was it was tear city and she was just venting and crying and she wanted to know like was there anything weird going on was anything that i like that i noticed that maybe could have helped her or could have prevented this. And this whole time she's saying all this and I'm just like in the back of my head, I'm like, you have no fucking idea that I'm the one that ruined this. And she's, she's just, she's going and going and going on and she's going on because she fucking trusts me and because she, she loves me enough to, to share this and, and to, she just wanted me to go through this with her. She wanted her friend there. She wanted one of the only people that she wasn't afraid to cry in front of to help her feel better as to why someone just made her cry. And she had no fucking idea that the dude that she went to was the fucking reason why she was crying. And it didn't, it didn't hit me until <laughs> like a long, long way down the road, but like I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about any of that. Like it felt really bad. And as it should, I feel like if you're a person, you don't feel good, you know, knowing that you just hurt someone indirectly. But like, I didn't know why I just. I didn't know why I kept doing it. I didn't know why I was like that was any any given opportunity I would just fucking just let that rip. And after a Did, while like huh? No god. No god. No god. What was he going to say? Like what was the motivation in telling him that though? Just because you could? 
the so in the moment i think it was yeah i think it was the fact that he went to me for the answer he didn't come to me to help him understand and find the answer he wanted the answer and i think it just just in the moment it just i was just like well fuck if you're if the decision is mine then this is what you're doing and i didn't think about it like it was less than five seconds after he asked me that i told him like i there wasn't any there wasn't much thought into it i just fucking said something and honestly i don't even think if i thought about it the answer would have been different because of where i was mentally I think he would have got the same answer, even if he was like, you know what, sleep on it. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you're analyzing all the facts correctly. Like, I really don't think that would have helped. I think that I was such a piece of shit during that moment that I would have somehow made that decision to do that to her worse. And... For the fucking life of me, I just, I couldn't understand. Like, I just, I was, I would do these things and I would just fucking just wonder, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I an asshole? Like, what? Like, I didn't get it. I didn't fucking get a goddamn thing about why, why I was the way I was. And that shit just wasn't okay. It wasn't okay to fuck with people like that. And then I remember one fucking night that I was I was at my sanctuary, Dumbo. I was just walking by myself and honestly I don't I forgot why I went out, but I just had like an overwhelming burst of negativity in my head and I was I just I needed to get the fuck out of here. Like I had to get out of my house, I had to get out of my neighborhood, I had to just get out. I couldn't be near anyone or in my room any longer. So I went to go walk and I sat down on my favorite bench, yeah, bench that had like the perfect view of the Brooklyn and the Manhattan Bridge. And I just like broke down. Like I legitimately like, like whatever the fuck it is I was holding, I just like it broke, it just ripped right through me. And for like 10 minutes, I was so confused. Like, why the hell am I being such a bitch right now? Like, what what am I doing? And like, while that was going on, the first person that popped into my head was her. The, the first person like that I thought of when crying was her. So first thing I did when I realized that so I text her. And mind you, this is like like just a little bit before I had this moment. I was in fucking I was in fucking Queens. Like the edge of Queens. Like it's not it's unrecognizable as Queens. Like that's how fucking far away this place is. And I remember I got myself into a weird pickle and I was like, fuck. I, I went to go get something and I couldn't bring it with me on the train. It was too heavy. I wasn't even making a block with this thing in my hands. And I had a friend with me and we still couldn't do it. And I'm just like, shit, god damn it. How the fuck am I going to get home with this? 
and I called her. I was like, hey, I'm at such and such address, and I don't think I can make it. And before I even finished the sentence, she's like, I'll be right there. And she was there. And like 20 minutes, she got there. Pulled up right, right in front of me. Didn't ask no questions. She was like, hey, give me a hug. Give me a kiss. How you doing? Everything's good. Said hi to my friend. I was like, all right, where are we going? I was like, oh, I just got to drop this off home. She was like, all right, where's your friend going? Oh, he lives like all the way on opposite. Okay, let's drop him off first. Then we're going to drop you off. Just being overly fucked. Like, she just didn't ask questions. She was just, she saw her friend that needed help, and she helped him. And, like, right before, like, we went to my house that night. Like, I remember, like, we just parked, and she was, like, venting about, one of my one of my friend like my friend album she was venting venting about him and even after that nice thing that she did that honestly even now as an adult or more of an adult i've had that situation happen now and have called upon people and have been met with silence or just a straight up no because they're lazy and i and it happened during more serious situations And, like, even after that nice thing that she did, I still, like, she would vent and she would, I remember she was crying in the car and she was asking so many questions just because she was so fucking hurt that even after all that time that had passed, like, she was just wondering, like, maybe I can be a better person for the next guy if I knew what I did wrong. And it's like I was never able to give her a definitive answer because she never did anything wrong. Like, she was asking questions that didn't have an answer. She was asking questions that shouldn't have even been asked because it had nothing to do with her. And back to the Dumbo part, like, I broke down. And I was I was reaching out to her. And in, in her, in flower fashion, she, like, immediately responded and was like, hey, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? Like, I'm good. It's weird. I was thinking about you. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about you too. I'm at Dumbo, you know, um, kind of having a moment. Um, I don't feel too great. I don't feel too worthy of humanity right now. And I'm going to be honest. I got a lot of apologizing to do to you. And a lot of it's probably going to come as a surprise. And you may not want to talk to me, but I don't think I can go another day longer without telling you the truth about a lot of the problems that you've been in with me or have since knowing me. I think like I like as mind you, this is like super early 20s. I'm just like, I think you need to know. And we went into it and told her everything. And like the fucking angel that she is, she was like, look. It's the past for a reason. We were young. And at the end of the day, I truly don't think you're a bad person for any of that. I think you was just very confused and you was projecting. And you were hurt. And you started to hurt. And when people are hurting, they can often bleed onto others. And I think that's what you did. And I don't take any of that personally. I don't take, I don't take that as 
you were you just knew that you could fuck with me so you wanted to like i don't i don't take it as anything malicious i just think that band-aids just weren't keeping you from bleeding out and you didn't know what to do so you started hurting other people and i was like so fucking speechless because like i knew i didn't deserve this shit like i didn't deserve her fucking being nice to me and i was getting angry that she was fucking so forgiving and i wanted her to yell at me i wanted her to call me out and just fucking demolish me and she just wouldn't she didn't do it and i would i just felt like so fucking like unworthy of that shit like i i just didn't want to I I went into that conversation with the intent of never talking to her again because I didn't want to fuck with her shit. And she just wouldn't let it go. Like she would not let me go. Like she hung on and she fought. We were we were fighting for hours. Like I was at that I was at Dumbo Park for a while and a lot of it, 99% of it was talking to her and just apologizing and she just she wouldn't let me go down that road. She wouldn't let me do that to myself, and she was constantly reassuring me. And I went home feeling a little bit better that night, but I still went home with that chip on my shoulder like, I didn't deserve that. And I know that she deserves better than that. She deserves a better friend than this. And even if I were to be better tomorrow, I'm still going to remember the shit I did yesterday. And I don't think that I can get past that yet and if i can't do that for myself to keep me from doing this to her then i can't know her so i let some time go by and after that conversation we started talking less and then we would catch up and then we would stop talking and then we would stop talking even less and we would see each other somewhere and catch up. And some time would pass and then we wouldn't even talk at all. And I remember seeing posts that she had. And she found someone, you know. She found this new dude, super happy with him. They had their problems, but she was happy, you know. He was he was re he was reinforcing her, reassuring her, letting her know that she's special. Everything that someone should receive from someone. And I remember one last stretch we hung out with them. And this is me and uh, my lady now. Uh, they made it all the way this far. This was a couple of years ago though. But when we hung out with them, she wanted me to meet him. Um, after some catch-up conversation that like I, I commented on one of her posts and she was just like i would really like it if you can meet him um none of my friends know me like you do and i think that if you met him you can tell me within a few seconds if this is right and i just kept thinking about like you really you really still want me to do this like you really still want me to help you after everything and What she said to me that night, I'm going to keep between me and her because she said some shit that 
got emotions out of me that I didn't even know I had. But she let me know that we couldn't do this anymore. That I had to make a decision to man up and let the past go because she had let the past go. Or if I was going to live back there and let it fuck with us now and deteriorate what was a good friendship in her eyes. So we hung out. I gave her the verdict. I was like, he seems like a good dude. He's just a little troubled. And she laughed. And I knew why she laughed. It's just all ironic that I'm saying that. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, we had a moment to ourselves. And this is like right before everything was wrapping up. And I was like, you, you know, you're smiling. That's. No, I don't think anyone's got you to smile in a really long time. And I think that's a good sign. Keep him. As long as it keeps you safe, keep him. And she was like, you used to keep me safe. I was like, I know. Um, I, also, I also used to put you in a lot of danger, too. She like looked down and laughed, like giggled, not laughed, but giggled, like did a little smirk. And she sighed, and her eyes got a little watery. And she went for a hug. And the last thing that she told me, and it was like a whisper, she just said, Someday. We all got in the car, drove home, had a whole bunch of laughs right before we left, said goodbye very nonchalantly. And like as me and my lady were getting out the car and walking to the apartment, I noticed like she kept looking at me. But her face was very like neutral. And we just waved. And I have not spoken to her since that day. And it sucks because, like, I let, like, a really good friend go. And someone that you knew, like, literally everything about, I don't know a goddamn thing that's going on with her now. You know, it's it's never actually too late to reach out to her, you know, that. Very true, but like even now, like I'll be scrolling through like Facebook or Instagram or something, and I just like she'll pop up, like a post will pop up, and I'm just like, I can't get that fucking image out of my head. Like I, I think I did permanent damage to myself, and it's I think that's why. She whispered someday to me. It's like, when this is over, I think she's hoping that I do reach out. And it's so weird because, like, 
I can't figure out why this isn't over yet. Like, I can't figure out why I haven't forgiven myself yet. And I'd be lying if I told you that that shit didn't keep me up at night sometimes. Full. Alright, so... Just saying this, hoping this will allow you to take a step in the right direction. Um, see, my philosophy when it comes to stuff like that is, you messed up the past. You obviously know that. You know what I mean. Um, and those events, like it or not can't disappear no matter how much you try and as depressing as that sounds it's what you do afterwards that really sets your mind into progressing into a good place because while you may have made a mistake in the past or more than one the way you handle things in the future is a big indicator of not only how much you change, how much you learned, but how you learn to love the people who love you back. Um, because I do want you to legitimately, may it not be tonight, may not be tomorrow, it may take more than you know a day or two. Really think about the people you have in your life right now. What you do for them. Because I see you have tried to help everyone that we mutually know. How you have taken steps into ensuring that you are helping people who love you the same way you love them. And not only people who have mutually helped you the same way that you helped them. But you helped them not... With anything in return being expected. Nothing ever coming in return. Maybe people who you don't even talk to anymore. And just realize how much you changed as a person. And how much you could actually appreciate her as an individual. For teaching you. Love on a different level. Because just hearing that story. She's someone that I hope I could be one day. In terms of giving love out. She is one of those people that no one on this earth really deserves, but they need. Because that's actually amazing that someone could be told that the person they hoped had their back on this side of the ring hurt them. And they were able to still smile and tell you how much you actually mean not to them, but as a person. So it's not over. And I do hope you reach out because I hope you could actually maintain that friendship because I don't think you guys are not friends anymore. That's not how that story sounded to me. You know, we've all had at least one person who we don't talk to anymore still be someone they love kids still be considered the best friend 
family member to that extent. Like I love them so much, they're like a brother or sister to me. So I don't I don't think it's over. And I I do think that she wants you to reach out. Is right now the best time? That's up to you. But the fact that you just thought about it is a good indicator that you should be able to comfortably enjoy the company of this person because you know how much they mean to you. I and, want to. Mm-hmm. I really do. And, um... and this is probably one of the best times seeing the circumstances because this is a very hard time it's a very dangerous time well some people might disagree it's this is a time that you should be really making sure everyone that you actually care about is okay and I hope you do reach out to her because I didn't know you back then. I've known you for many years. But you've never come across to me as a person who's who has malintent, at least for the people that I know, that you that you mutually that you mutually know. And I'm proud that you've, you know, made this progression. I'm glad that you're not hurting the way you was hurting before. I'm very happy for you. And the fact that you were able to, the initial sentence you said to me was that you gave this person so much shit and you took them for granted is a very big step in actually identifying yourself as a human being that has empathy and emotions. That's a sign that something's better. You know what I mean? Because some people are so in denial and they're always on a defensive, especially when they've had so much, you know, anger or hate or pain. It's just, it's, it's good to know that your defenses are down, at least to the extent that you could actually recover in some aspect. Because I don't fully know everything. But the aspect I'm I'm talking about is not only you as an individual, but you as a friend. Because that's one aspect of you as a person, as a human being. I got a I got a lot of <clears throat> I got I got like a lot of uh I just got a lot of healing to do mentally with a lot of stuff like that. Like, I think, and this is going to sound weird. Maybe it won't. I don't know. It's, but a lot of the times when people come up to me or they'll find me because maybe they're in a hole, they're in a rut that they don't really understand. And maybe they're just hurting and they don't want to hurt anymore. I use that active pain I have to remind myself what they could be feeling. And that's 
that's that's how I go about helping people. And I've never been good with using memories to help people because I don't, I don't know, it's just I'm not good with that. And a lot of, there's like a lot of areas in my life even now, there's pain that I'm keeping there that's still live because I need it or I think I'm going to need it tomorrow. And that that sucks. It's not a good thing to do, especially for as long as I've been doing it. That really takes a fucking toll on you. But this is like the only way I've learned how to do anything for anyone. If someone's feeling something, and I have that feeling like in the present, like I can, in my in my head, I can better help you. And I feel like a lot of the, or at least how I used to feel a lot of the time was, that's why I was, that's why I wasn't forgiving myself. It's because I knew if that, if I did that, if I gave myself the out, I would lose the ability to help people later. And that's really all like I want to do. Um, that's, that's really, that's like one of the three things that make me feel happy. Um, yeah, that's, so that was a big fear of mine. So from what I'm hearing, the way I'm interpreting it is that you turn it into something constructive, which is a step in, in and of itself. But I want you to also ponder on this alternative. So you're saying that you're holding on to, you know, certain wounds and pain, and that's your motivation to help people in the moment. You're scared that if you don't have that pain, you won't be able to or you'll be unmotivated to help someone. But, I mean, if you successfully moved past that and healed, think about the possibility of using that lifting of the weight, that new feeling of joy, satisfaction, of healing and getting by as a motivate as a motivator to get people to that same state that you're in in terms of feeling good and feeling better feeling happy it's it's hard to just say that because i know it's not easy but just giving that perspective of a possibility I hope will bring you in the right direction and moving forward into healing yourself because you could help endless people. But you can only really help them to a certain extent because you don't have that perspective of being fully healed also. That may give you another perspective that you don't have currently. You may change the way you actually, the process of actually helping people. Because you've seen, maybe you identified a better way. Of course, it's all speculation. But helping yourself is also very rewarding. It's very noble of you 
to hold on to something in order to help someone. But you don't have to sacrifice yourself either. Because you are sacrificing a certain part of yourself that you owe, you actually owe to yourself. Maybe you don't owe stuff to anyone else, but you do owe, you know, self-love. You, you do owe yourself a better sense of feeling. So I just hope that you're able to realize that despite this giving you happiness, that you could pursue a healthier way to make yourself happy. Because while you do have self-hurt, you have to understand that there's also other people who care about you, who would also want to help you, who want to see you good, happy, healthy, just like her. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always been... um. So... Okay, so b- before closing, um, mm-hmm. uh, and so in the direction you were going, I've really only had this conversation with one other person because they picked up on it, mm-hmm. um, and it. So I was pretty much told like. You you really go looking for pain to help other people. And I was really shocked that like someone soft like soft to that because I didn't think that that was something people would pick up. And at the time I had a much I think I I think I explained it pretty well or at least I thought I did. I I told him like look I am when when I help people and I say that I'm helping people and I'm holding on to certain things and I'm the way I go about assisting someone and aiding someone through a crisis I'm I don't mean for it to sound like I'm torturing myself um Mm -hmm. there is a degree of sacrifice that i am doing that is very unhealthy and that i agree with you because i feel it every day Mm -hmm. and there is a there is a part of this that is completely it's just lunacy but i have had such a hard time accepting that I am so fucking unprepared for everyone and everything and anything that is needed of me that I have chosen the only thing that I knew would work and that is seeking out the hurt that someone's going to feel tomorrow so I can study it and devise the answer while they're waiting. And my buddy 
had mentioned to me. Um, and this was after we got into a bit of a scuff with another group. This is a random night. And we just got out of getting into a fight. And he was like, like for a second, I thought like we lost you there. Like you weren't responding to any of us. Like you kind of just like you went into fucking, you saw red. And it's like when people fight, like that's pretty obvious. But I was like, no, I was, I was there. I wasn't, I heard you. I just didn't listen to you. And during this moment, he was, he was like, you got hit over the head with like a glass bottle, bro. <laughs> like he was like, you got fucking, it's like, it didn't seem like you was very aware. It looked like you blacked out. And I was like, I know what it looked like. And I promise you, I didn't. And I was trying to explain to him why what happened happened and why it looked like how it looked. And it was because I used that pain that I was talking about. I got into a situation I wasn't prepared for. And I used one of those fucking... I just... I, it's like... It's like I took a bad memory... And I threw it in my head so I wouldn't feel anything while I fought. And that's what I used to do whenever someone would come to me with a problem. I would take a very deep breath and try to remember how to access that, that emotion that I know I felt. And I would start to feel it so I could know what they're feeling. And I can address them from the angle that they're coming from me at. Instead of trying to be someone that's trying to understand. Like, instead, I can just understand. And this is more of assumption-based. I think that's why so many people were really receptive to me. Is because, like, in a way, like, I always came from an area where someone was like, oh, he gets it. And I honestly think that that's the only reason why was because I chose to do do it the way that I did it. It I knew very early on that that wasn't going to last very long. <laughs> and um, that contributes to my anxiety. Uh, obviously, to an unhealthy degree. <laughs> but like I just got so gung-ho on, like, wanting to see my brothers and sisters happy. Even if it meant you smiling that night and me just not. And one of the first experiences I had with that method running dry like that the fuel going on e that caused me to lose a friend and not just any friend but like the friend that i had hmm. and i was trying a different way on how to help 
and I just started to realize, like, I can't help him. Like, I can't understand where he's coming from anymore because I've, I've negated the tactic that I was using to feel him, not just hear him. And he can see that I, I'm not feeling what he's saying anymore. And now this is just going horrible. And now, because I've tried so hard to find that feeling to help him, I completely exhausted myself. And now I can help him because I got no room in the hard drive anymore. Like, I got my battery's done. It's, I need to fucking recharge. And I've never, I've never needed to do that before. I've never felt exhausted trying to help someone before. It's never felt like a job to try and help someone before. And that, the night that I decided to go off the books, was the night that I lost one of my closest friends because that battery just completely ran dry. And that was one of the things that scarred me into never doing that again. And I've grown up about doing that. And I I don't really do it as much. Like I do understand that there is a dividing line when it comes to helping people. And you can't understand everything. And that still irks me. But I try my best to understand as much as I can. It's like when when you're talking to me, when all the other guys in the fucking group that we have are talking to me and and shit's getting real, I am not... I'm not only listening to you, I'm hearing you. I'm digesting everything that you're giving everything that you're telling me. I'm getting as many equations up as I humanly can to try and respond to you from an area of of just so you can know that I'm feeling what you're feeling. So when you hear me talk back to you, You don't hear someone trying to understand. You hear someone that understands. And that way has always been the best way for me to just talk to people. It just sucks that, like, like now, like, I just, I've adopted a different, healthier mindset. And more to the point of why we even started talking like because i did this in such a rash fashion and just like i just needed to like reboot the system and do something that was more healthier for me i didn't get to address a lot of those emotions that i was using as a way to help people and now they're kind of just there and i don't want to touch them because now i'm afraid of them and it's just a weird feeling because I have a better, I have a better stance on the way I help people now. Um, it's a lot more firm, and it's a lot less protect your feelings. It's more tell you the truth, even if it help, even like even if it hurts you, I'm gonna tell you the truth, mm-hmm. or my version of what you're telling me the truth is. But now, like. Like when the conversation's over and you're helped and and then we go back to our dailies, I still go to bed knowing that there's so much shit underneath the rug and 
I don't even know that I want to fix that anymore just because I didn't get it. I didn't really get a chance to. I did everything so quick and just out of fear that I just really didn't. It's kind of like rebooting your PC when you hold the power button and it tells you that some files can get corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I did. I didn't shut the PC down and restart it manually. Like, I held the fucking power button and rebooted the whole fucking thing. And some things got corrupted. And now I'm just on the computer dealing with, like, the errors. I'll just X out the errors as I'm using the computer and use it as normal. And that's... I'm not going to say that... Again, I'm not... I don't feel like I'm in some sort of peril emotionally. Mm -hmm. I just, from time to time, will think about it. Like, times like tonight, I just think about it, and I'm just like... It's it's not like if I said disappointed earlier, forgive me. I think that was the wrong word. I just it comes from an area of shock, and I think it's from growth that I'm shocked because I forget that I used to be like that to the people that I think now I could never be like that to. And it just gets me sometimes like I, I'm just happy that I can tell myself, like, you are a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when you're an asshole. So don't be a fucking asshole now. But sometimes when I, you know, when I get into those thoughts and, so, and into those memories, it's just, it's like I'm, I'm there again. And it's just, it's, it's a little hard because moments like the one that I just shared, it's, it's not just a memory. It's not just a lesson. It's It was someone that I didn't want to lose. And I lost in a way. Not Maybe not entirely. I agree with you. I didn't lose them completely, but I did lose them. And now, in a more mature mindset, It's just scary to think that I could not lose them if I just took that step. And that step is what's, it's just like veteran flashbacks. It's just what's, it's freaking me out because it's just the constant question in the equation. Is it going to happen again? Is it going to go wrong? It's that, that shit. And I know a lot of it is, it's just fear, but at this at this age in my life the last thing i want to do is hurt people and even like dude i'll be talking to you and like we always joke around with each other i'll say something like just stupid that sounds just a little too mean and you'll Mm -hmm. laugh but in the back of my head i'm like i shouldn't have said that like it's fucking weird like i'm just in a weird spot where i don't want to i really don't want to hurt people's feelings um think I've done enough of that when I was younger <laughs> but I don't know that was that was just on my mind it wasn't I didn't mean for that to sound like I'm suffering or anything like that I was just I just meant for that to come off as something that 
I wish I could rewrite. Not that I can't write anew, because I know I can, and I have the pen in front of me. I just got to write something down on the fucking paper. But the chapters that we had before the page were on now, I just really wish that they were written a little differently. And that gets me. And that just shit, that's just shit that people feel. Like, I'm not the only one that feels that. I'm pretty sure you... Other people all have things that they wish they that could be re- re- yeah rewritten, but that's one person that I really I wish we had a better book. That's really all I wanted to say. To come on, I mean, yeah, I I admitted like just you know just like everyone else, there's there's always one thing that was that I would categorize or describe it as regret, and. I turned it into at least the best I can into something I became content with. And what I mean by that, especially when I talk to, um, I've said this to one of the guys in our group, I won't name names. Um, I'll tell you afterwards mm-hmm. if you're interested. But when when something like that happens, the only thing you could really do that's within your power is, is to not convince yourself that you are content. Actually physically do something in which you feel like you made some kind of progression and needed to avoid that situation once again. Or just make the situation, you know... Not just make it up to that person if you if you can, but like I, I'm kind of losing the phrasing that I want. It's it's kind of um, the simplest way is to make the best out of it in terms of just becoming a better person based off this experience. It's it's kind of cliche to call it a lesson, but that's that's literally what it is. And it's it's the way that you learn from that lesson and, and you apply it to the way you live your life then on, even if it doesn't make up for it. You have to be content with the efforts that you put forward in that lesson that was brought up for you. And I guess that's really the only thing you really could do. That's within your own power, at least. Heard. I mean, I heard that for sure. It's 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 just it sucks. I understand. I think the analogy with the book is really good because you can't really, as much as you could change, like what's in like the content of the book. There's always what really happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just can't, as much as you want to write down and you can express it, you could tell you could tell someone the story the way you want it. But deep in your head, you know that you just can't change it the way it actually happened. And to a certain extent, that's that's okay because, like you said, it's it's what you write then on. You you can't can't be absolved from everything that you did and not what i mean like i shouldn't have said like you did as an individual you can't 
Because there's going to be a situation that it can't be fixed. Not realistically fixed, at least. It's, it's just the way it is. Yeah, it's like I, I, it sounds insensitive, but it is what it is at a certain, to a certain extent. 100%. I agree. Which is why I was saying, like, I didn't want it to sound how yeah. it might have come off. It's just. It's just, like, it's, 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 yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like, just a situation. I know what it is and I know what it, what it's going to be. I just. I just tend to think back on what's written so far. And when I flip through the pages, there's a lot of it that just just makes me facepalm harder than other books that I have at home. And I get that. It's uh, it's one of those where I. I'm just really disappointed with the author, you know. Mm hmm. So, no, I definitely feel that. That was it. Like, I didn't, you know, that was really it. I could go on forever, but that particular bit was, that's all I was thinking about. Nothing else. Um, unless you want to say something else, then I think, I, I think uh, this was healthy. Yeah. Keep going. No, yeah, I, I thoroughly think that we... We effectively like focused on what you wanted to talk about. I, I, I really feel like um what was said was good for the purpose of venting, which is what I'm assuming this, this really was. Um with a nice reflection. Um despite having to, you know, relive the situation. Mm -hmm. Um I just I think it's really important. And I mean, while it may suck to, I guess, have to relive those moments, uh, in your own head, um, I feel like it's relieving to to the to the point that like you're able to really realize, you know, how far you've come because of those said moments. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I'm not proud of a lot of the growth that I've had, because I am. I think I'm a much better person than I was 10 years ago, even five years ago. I think my mentality has only gotten stronger. But And there's a lot of people that I've had coming out with that, honestly, I really don't, don't want to ever take back, because I you know, sticking to my guns on what happened, but there's those people that it's just like her, where I just wonder, like, days, like, what did I do to deserve that person, and how on earth did I fuck that up for myself? And I just, I really just come to amends with it, was she taught me when no one else would have, she had the sound mind to take a step back and say, this is how you love someone. This is what it means 
to unconditionally love someone through their worst moments, even when you get stung by them a few times. If you love somebody, you love them. And I take that with me day to day, do my best to help as many people as I can. And I never, I don't think or ask for anything. I just knowing that you've been helped is help enough for me. Um, it's just, it's just more of like, I just wish I knew this back then, but can't change the past. Can only work on the future and the future may be scary, but I got to work on it. And I guess that's going to be the next, the next step in this recovery process so to speak is let's put some words on the fucking page we started a new chapter let's not leave a blank and uh right now that that may be what's scaring me the most but as an adult i feel it is it is my job to take this next step it is what's going to help me as a person. And I'm a little afraid of it now because of past tense issues. But that affects everyone. And people still take the step. So it's like you said, I may not take it tonight or next week. But as long as I start putting some words on that paper, I think this will eventually just be memory and hopefully one that i don't have to come to too often <laughs> yeah but you know um i've noticed i've had a i've had a spike in uh listeners on these podcasts i'll be this is i think this is actually your first uh time on the new one so welcome on the new one thank yeah. you thank you. thank thank you for chatting and you know answering the call um of course i just uh the last few episodes have been emotional funny political you know this is this is really like i don't do like traditional stuff where it's like a podcast always has to be funny or serious or whatever this is just kind of like what day-to-day -day people go through mentally if there's something that's going on if albie needed to talk right now and it's something it's a message that he wanted to get out we'd post it because it's important for people to hear it and i'm not saying that whatever message that you may have taken from what, what we just spoke about is important all i'm saying is that if you have what we just spoke about and maybe hearing this might have triggered you to know that just know that this outcome may not happen but it is a statistical probability that it can and you should do your best to be more into what you're doing and who you're doing it to because you never want to do bad things to good people Love everyone, even the people you don't know. 
smile when you're walking down the street because you really don't know who might need it. Keep moving forward. Write your book. It's going to be some funny pages. It's going to be some serious pages. It's going to be some pages that make you cry out of sadness and cry out of laughter. But as long as you're feeling, I think that's the most important thing that anyone can get if they read your book. Albie? I just want to put a little more extra emphasis on just the fact that um, it's okay to make mistakes and you can be forgiven for doing bad. may not be from the person that you've done it to. But I want everyone to realize that you are also an individual that is very important and one of the most important person in your respective lives. You also need to forgive yourself. You also need to become contempt and make the best of the situation. Do not get lost, please. I I would probably argue most people have felt that way at least one point in life um probably more to extent than others but remember you as individual has control of the way you're able to perceive yourself you do have to take control of the situation from an inside perspective and I feel like that was probably one of the most important aspects of this conversation. Because it's only yourself in that situation. Like in the story, a lot of the time, it was our dear friend Lee and his own thoughts and his own feelings. Now while Rose, that was her, that was her like, the, the, her nickname in the situation, right? It wasn't Flower? Flower was the main one. Flower, excuse me. So Flower, while she was a big part of the situation, she played only a very small aspect of the outside window. Besides, you know, giving love to him. It, it was really his internal feelings and the way he expressed it in his current day-to-day lives. Life, excuse me, not lives. Could be lives, you never know. Actually, I mean, <laughs> if you actually know, if you see yourself as a whole new person, it could be lives. That's true. Because that's very also true. a very valid way of continuing your book. Some people need a fresh start. That's okay. also that's Different also favor. okay. Yep. Well, Albie, my dear friend. Lee. My amigo, brother man, thank you for uh, having this chat, you know. Thank you for having the chat with me. I love you. And uh, you will be back. I'll 100% happy to be back. 
I was thinking about how to say goodbye and I can't figure it out. So what I'm going to do <laughs> is do that. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.